Do you know who is known as the real Mr. Miyagi? You're going to have to stay tuned to find out. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, I'm going to start out today's show with reading a quick listener mail from one of our great friends and listeners, and he was on our show a couple of times, Sensei Andrew. Hi, Sensei Andrew. And here's what he says. I believe that in New York, the nunchucka is now legal. That has changed recently because the weapon was always illegal there. So you were right, Landon, it was, but he thinks it's recently changed. Very good to know. In Canada, however, nunchucks still are not legal. Hmm. They still have illegal status. So thanks for that update, Sensei Andrew. We love that. Yes, thank you very much. Now on with the show. Welcome to our episode on Fumio Demura. Didn't I just give away the answer? I think you did. Say hi, guys. Hi, hi, everybody. Landon there. Hi, it's Jackie. And today, Sensei Greg joins us. He's been on before, so you can go back to old episodes to hear all about him. Say hi, Greg. Hi, how are you? We are great. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. There are a couple of reasons we picked Fumio Demura Sensei for this episode. For one thing, his training is very intertwined with Kabuto weaponry. Mm. That's right. He wrote books on them called Karate Weapons of Self-Defense. The series included the Tantra in 1982, the Chucks in 86, Bo in 87, and Sai also in 87. Yes, that's all true. And another reason I'm glad we're doing this is that as I've done this research, I've learned that as of this recording, he is living in Santa Ana, California, and continuing a life of pushing forward and growing even as he approaches 90 years old. Congratulations. Yeah. To me, that's amazing. Right, guys? Absolutely. I hope that we're all doing the same thing. That's the plan, Stan. So, of course, he is a great addition to our Kabuto series. I'm pretty excited, Sensei. So can I start us off? Please. Okay. He's presently in ninth degree in Shido-ru, but has studied many styles. And here's some background. He was born in Yokohama, Japan. On September 15, 1938, he started training in grade school in a kendo school to build strength and health. When his teacher moved, the teacher arranged for him to train in another dojo where they studied karate and kendo. Jumping to his high school days, he moved to an Aikido dojo, then to a judo one. And finally, he went to college and he got his bachelor's degree in economics. And while he was there, he studied all types of martial arts with a special interest in kabuto weapons. For all of us who didn't start training until we were older, we are definitely envious of the time he spent in the dojo. Still, even after his school age, while he was in Japan, he got a lot of accolades. For example, in 1957, just a year after receiving his shodan from Sakagami, he won a gold medal at the East Japan Championships. And he received many certificates from other governing bodies in Japan. One example is the title of Minister of Education. I know I'm jumping ahead a little, but I can add that he has served as the Director of Japan Karate Federation in the United States, and he's been on the cover of Black Belt Magazine six times in 1967, 1969, 72, 78, 1980, and 1982. And of course, he's in the Black Belt Hall of Fame. 
if we said nothing else, that was pretty impressive, right? I was just Very waiting impressive. for Sensei Greg to say that he was on Black Belt Magazine in 1987, <laughs> because that's just another thing to add to that year. <laughs> Way to go with all that cool information, Sensei Greg. Thanks. I want to go back, though, to his earlier training and add a couple of bullets about his teachers. He had two main instructors, Ryusho Sakagami and Taria Shinken. That Let- name sounds familiar. Exactly. Now, see, you're giving it away. Let's start with Sakagami. Okay, Sensei, okay if I start? Absolutely. He was awarded the rank of Shihan in 1959, which is a title given to a very high-ranking black belt, usually a ninth degree, for his exemplary teaching skills. And even though we haven't heard a lot about him in this country, he is absolutely legendary in Japan. I love that. You know how sometimes we think of our world as the world? The only world. And it's so wonderful to hear that the teacher, Sakagami, is a legendary martial artist in his country. Yes. 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 Learning about that title, Shihan and Hanshi, did you guys ever notice before I just am telling you that the reversal on those two words, had you noticed it? I saw it in the script and I was like, Hanshi, Shihan? Hanshi? Huh? <laughs> I love that the, the, it's a reversal of the two words. And all the times I've used those two words, I've never noticed that. I think it's cool. Well, it turns out that according to a site called Spirit Made Steel Martial Arts, Shihan means exemplary teacher, but Hanshi means exemplary gentleman. It's true. I think that's very cool. Us. Extremely cool. Okay, back to the two teachers. I just want to add the fact that both of these men have passed away. So in other words, I get the boring fact. Professor Sakagami in 1993 and Taria Shinkin in 1970. Wow. The dates of their deaths are pretty recent. I don't know why that surprised me, but it really did. Can I move on to Taira Shinkin? Please do. The coolest thing is that we mentioned him in the first episode on Kabuto Weapons. He's the man that made the Tekokata and named it after his family, Maizato no Teko. And if you want to see a picture of the Tekos, or Pleco, you can visit our Twitter page and scroll back a few tweets. It's there. Yes. Yeah. And you can YouTube, not this man, but a man doing the kata. With the teko. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Yes. So cool. cool. Yes. Now that you mentioned though, um, I remember reading that Maizato was his father's family name and he took on Taira, his mom's maiden name as a young man. And here's another fact we found that connects to old episodes. He started his training in 1922 with whom? Gitchin Funakoshi. Full circle. That's it. Then they went on to specialize in Kabuto weapons starting in 1929 with a man named Moden Yabiku. I love that connection to Master Funakoshi. It's such a small world. Don't sing it. (laughs) I was just going to do it. Don't sing it. After all, let's get back to Professor Demura, okay? Okay. Remember the site we've mentioned a few times called Karate by Jesse? I say. Well, he interviewed Mr. Demura, and his takeaway was that the master was humble and traditional. Oh, that's nice to hear. The interview wasn't dated, but the comments started in January of 2013, so I suppose it came out in maybe December of 2012. Another thing he took from the interview, which we all agree with, is this quote. Basics are important, and so is hard work. If you've heard anything on this podcast, it's that although repetition can be boring, 
boy, is it important. Not just in karate, but in everything. Right, guys? Absolutely. I know you remember that Master Collegian always told us that consistency beats intensity, right? Us. I remember it. I remember it. I probably don't say it enough in the dojo, do I, um, Landon? I've never heard that, but I think it's interesting. So there you go. That's something I can learn to add into the training once we get back in the dojo. Okay, let's push on to when he finally came to America. The information I found said that in 1965, at the bequest of a man named Dan Ivan, he came to California to spread his style, Shito Ru. I read that too. And I'm going to add that when he arrived here, he did a lot more than that. His Hollywood credential list is too long for us to list. And it's an easy Google for anyone who wants to find the whole list. It is a really easy Google. In fact, his entire resume is online. And I got to tell you, it's impressive. Did any of you click on it? Yes. I did not. I, I did. clicked on it. You did too, Greg? Oh, I did. Didn't you say wow? Yeah, it was very impressive. Right? Even Wesley Snipes. That was uh, Rising Sun. Yes. With Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. That wasn't one of the highlights, but let's do some other highlights because <laughs> we added those in on our own. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just the Hollywood movies. Everything in the resume was impressive. So let's round robin some highlights. I can say I'll start. He made tons of movies, but one that he mentioned in the interview with Jesse was called The Island of Dr. Moreau in 1977. It's interesting because he actually had to fight a tiger. I think the question from Jesse was, what was the most unusual thing that ever happened to you in your movie career? Mm -hmm. And he said, I would have to say that in the movie of The Island of Dr. Moreau, I had to fight a tiger, but I wasn't told in advance. I just showed up on set and they said, do it. And he said, okay. And he did. Wow. So we'll have to go to that movie. Actually, we should just Google that scene and see if we can get yeah. it to come up. That I saw that movie and it is creepy. I've seen the movie, but I don't remember the whole movie. But it's kind of like a Halloween type film. Not the movie's Halloween. Scary kind of, you know, yeah. psychological yeah. thriller kind of thing. But I would like to see that scene. So we'll Google it. Thriller. <laughs> <laughs> don't go down that. The MJ lane. Okay. Remember we mentioned the movie called The Ninja in the Ninja episode? I remember that. I think so. He was in it. Really? And I believe I've mentioned this since Jay and I watched that movie one night about two months ago. Really? Yeah. And you know what? We liked it. Oh, nice. We enjoyed the movie. It was pure fun entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we move on, we should tell everybody that he was in three of the four Karate Kid movies as both the fight choreographer and the stunt double for Pat Morita. They even made a Netflix movie called The Real Mr. Miyagi. I saw it. Did you guys? I did see it. I did not see it. That's who? Oh, the answer to the question. The Real Mr. Miyagi. I really enjoyed the movie. Did you um, enjoy the movie, Greg? Yeah, I did. I got to say, I'm pretty behind on my karate movies. Yeah, we have to have a marathon weekend sometime where all we do is... (laughs) One day. Indulge in karate movies. And popcorn. I think... This is what I would say about the movie, Greg. You tell me what you think. You know how they have behind the scenes for rock stars and they do a lot of interviews and they talk to the people around him. It was very much like that. It was 100% a documentary, but I found it enlightening and it kept my attention. Since it was definitely like a documentary, but it was very interesting to watch. Yeah. And I read that it was made by one of his students that, revered him so much that he felt that it needed to be done. I'm guessing that this man is a documentary 
filmmaker. That's cool. I mean, and he had so many contacts in California. Well, they're out there in Hollywoodlandia. <laughs> California. Okay, I get to move us on to his other accomplishments. Ooh, nice. I especially liked from his resume that he taught a seminar on history and manners. How much do you love that title? That's pretty cool, Sensei. I love that title. I know. I wonder if we could get anybody to come to one if we even tried to do an offshoot. Ooh. No. It sounds awesome to me. But just to balance out Mr. Demura, he also taught one on Kamite, which is tournament fighting. That's pretty cool. But did you know that Sensei Demura started Genbukai in 1999? And that Genbukai means professional martial organization. And I really like that name. I think it's a cool name. Professional Martial Organization. I do too. I like the whole accomplishment. I think it's really cool. He's a very, very busy guy. Very Very busy. Okay, but listen to this one. I did not know that Arnold Schwarzenegger hosted tournaments from 2002 to 2008. Did you guys? No. No. And I'm guessing karate tournaments. I'm guessing. A big (laughs) N-O. I did not know that. Well, Demora helped organize it. And if that isn't impressive enough, he made a lot of videos too on every subject from kata to weapons. Did this guy ever have a day off? <laughs> Finish us up here, Sensei Greg. Don't you have some pop trivia? I do. Uh, he worked nunchucks with Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee actually said that he used Master Demura's book to work on his technique. Really? Oh, what a compliment that is. I love that one. Yes. Okay, let's move on to more recent times. Like often happens, he had some medical troubles, correct? Yes, Sensei. In 2011, he suffered a subdural hematoma and was in a coma for five days. The doctors gave him only a 5% chance of living through it. I did not know what a subdural hematoma was, so I looked it up. And that's where um, blood is trapped between your brain and the covering over your brain and is usually comes from a, a significant head injury. Thank you, Dr. Whoa. Kim. That's a serious thing. This was really serious, which is why you can understand now that he only had the 5% chance of living. Wow. Us. Well, I read an interview in March of 2020 when he came out of the coma. Part of his recovery was dialysis for 10 hours a day. Because he knew there was a tradition that if you make 1,000 origami cranes as an aid to recovery to great adversity, he did origami 10 hours a day, every day. However, instead of folding 1,000, he folded 5,000. And there's a really cool part. First, he had to teach himself how to make one. What an inspiration. Really cool. That is an inspirational story. I think so. So in other words, he didn't even know how to do it, and he taught himself how to do it and then made 5,000 of them, right? But this, what I'm going to tell you, is amazing. And when Sensei told me this, I was beyond words interested. He gave the cranes away to children. He puts three on a string to represent a mom, dad, and a child and gives them to the children. That is such an encouraging story, as I said. In times, I don't like when people say these uncertain times, but in times that we're going through these tough times. Yeah, I think it's really cool. He walks up to the child, he hands them the three cranes, and then he goes, run back to your parents. That's really cool. What a special thing that is. I thought so. Absolutely. Okay, we love to finish up with quotes, don't we? Of course we do. We didn't even have to look far because he is very well documented and he made some good quotes. 
Sensei Jackie, are you going to start me out? I am. This is one of my favorites. Seven times fall, eight times get up. <laughs> Be stronger in your mind and spirit. I do love that one. That I do. And how many times on this podcast do we talk about how things are going to go wrong? They're just going to go wrong. You just got to do it again. Take a deep yes. breath. Keep going. <laughs> okay, where am I? You up for us, Sensei Greg? Sure. As you grow older, training becomes more personal, internal, and traditional. That is 100% true. So true. Us. And Landon, where are you going? Competition is good, but should only be about 10% of karate training. People who train mostly for competition are going to lose the mystery of the art, and they could miss out on technical knowledge too. That's a good one. Yes, it is. Very good one. We have that conversation with people a lot, that balancing act. And I love what you say, Sensei. Go to a competition, make a new friend. Have a good time. And have a good time. Be a good sport. Be a good sport. sport. That is extremely important. And then move on. Us. Us. But I think in just two podcasts back, we said there's some time of licking wounds on days when it doesn't go your way, right? We definitely did say that. So I'm going to finish up this wonderful episode Just in a recent interview that I watched, he said, my message is, whatever you do, don't give up. Always, you can find a way. And I I think that is just, again, the word that comes to mind is inspirational. It is. And yet, Sensei, it matches with your quote. Oh, I forgot that. Well, are we going to tease him that maybe we're going to do a show on the quotes of of myself, Master Lasorsa and Master Brown? Mm. That would be really cool. Well, I'm only going to say mine because I, I didn't get their feedback yet. But mine is perseverance is success. Resignation is failure. Very true. So keep punching, to yes. quote Peter Urban. We would love to hear what people think about Mr. DeMuro. We would love to hear from anybody in his camp. Ooh, I wrote yeah, out yeah. to him, but I have not heard back yet. And, you know, I doubt he answers his own email. Never know. That's Never true. Know. Tell them how to let us know, Landon. You can contact us all over the web. And now we actually have something on our YouTube channel. So please go and watch it. It's super cool. Super cool. We're triply excited even though we're actually on video. Dun, 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 dun. Um, so you can contact us all over the web at Wildcat Dojo by our email at dojoconversations at AOL.com or calling or texting us and leaving your voicemail at 954-350-1915. And we really enjoy when you send us audio recordings. Yes, we do. Because then we can put your audio right into our podcast. Thank you. Episodes. Sensei Lauren sent us a video, which will be up on YouTube. It'll take us about a month because we're a little behind on all of our technical work. But we're going to get it up. And that'll be a whole nother thing for you to watch. And on December 6th at 3 p.m., we'll be on YouTube Live doing Black Belt promotions for six people. We'll be on for like three hours. Uh, very exciting. live stream sensei live stream wow. and we're very nice. excited for that oh my gosh yeah. and nervous, and nervous. <laughs> they worked really hard oh yes they did that's true gosh didn't they you guys are so right about that before we say goodbye here we need to shout out to honor athletics our sponsor honor athletics of course reach them for all your karate needs and more I see they have a lot of MMA stuff there. I've seen that. They have a lot of shorts and tees. I've seen that. A lot of weapons. Kabuto weapons is their game. Yes. So reach them at honorathletics.com or even better, call them 
Uh, Cynthia's great. 770-945-5150. And don't forget to mention Wildcat Dojo for your 10% discount. 10%. I really did forget that line, so thank you for saying it in. Jackie's got it down now. She's got it down. I'm down. And on that note, it's time for us to say our goodbyes. So thanks, Sensei Greg, for being on the show. Wasn't it easy? It was. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Sensei Greg is remote, and so it's annoying. And it was our pleasure to have you on today. Yes. I certainly enjoyed it. Time to say goodnight, Landon. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. And I'm signing off for now. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.